identity is necessary. It influences who we are, but more so, our external influences affect our identity. Who our friends are, who our coworkers are, who we chose to marry will affect your identity. So that identity can still change. People around the world struggle to make it through their day due to an assortment of pain and it drains them mentally. This podcast, In the Clinic with Rob, is my attempt to document the lessons I've learned while scaling my physical therapy business, fitness business, and as a long-term coach. My hope is you use these lessons to improve your day and eventually your life to grow your wellness or your happiness overall. I hope you share and enjoy. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the In The Clinic podcast with Rob. And I'm super pumped today because we got the sun shining. It feels like we just might hit spring. And that's a big deal because I feel like we've had snow on the ground for five straight months. So for me, I'm super pumped. The sun's coming through. I actually have the door open. I got the dog on the ground who is soaking up the sun rays from the door being open coming in. And uh, there's optimism. Optimism. And I love it because the individuals in the clinic are all pumped. They're buzzing around. I don't know if it's the sunshine. I don't know if it's just the good vibes or whatever, but it's good. But today, we're going over self-reflection and really challenging our own beliefs. So who's the biggest critic of all? Ourselves, our internal critic, critics. So today, if you want to learn how to battle and beat your internal critic, this is the podcast or video for you. So overall, I am Rob Sumner, owner of Sumner Specialized Physical Therapy and Specialized Strength. And we recently added Specialized Massage. So the reason we do these podcasts and, and these videos really is because we like helping people. And there's a ton of people out there in pain. And we truly don't want you to be one of them. So if we can help you in any way, improve your function, mobility, pain levels, uh, relaxation, stress, wellness overall, boom, boom, boom we're going to do it. We will do it. So overall, um, welcome to the show. And this topic really comes about because I watched a short uh, video on, uh, it was probably uh, YouTube, um, that really explained and hit home for me as far as the internal critic. critic. And it's not so simple as, as just saying, oh, um, you know, don't talk down on yourself. That's, that's really not what, what I'm talking about. Um, even though that internal crit- critic uh, is our, our, our biggest drawback. But let's really dive deeper into that. What is an internal critic? Okay. And how does it truly play a role in our lives? So to me, the internal critic is that voice you hear in your head. I've called it in the past, other podcasts, I've called it the governor. And the governor to me is really that voice in your head that stops you from advancing in your life. You know, you have that voice in your head that tells you don't do dumb stuff, but this isn't the same voice. This is the voice that tries to keep you comfortable and stay in the same spot. So when you want to you improve your fitness, it says do it tomorrow. 
When you want to improve your eating, it'll say, hey, one donut's not too bad. When you want to improve anything in your life, your friendships, your relationships, or other, it gives you that internal voice that tells you, do it later, do it another time, don't do it at all. Because it wants you to stay comfortable. But the internal critic is, is not so much the governor. It's more about who you see yourself as and who you aspire to be. Those two things. So the important part is that we're going to touch on today is engaging in that internal critic. How do you engage that internal critic? And what are some of the potential pitfalls of ignoring or suppressing your internal critic? So as we get into that, let's think about your identity. Where do you really get your identity? Where do you really get your uh, your questioning of who you are? And part of that is, is you have to, to dive into the fact of the concept of what your own vision of yourself is and your significance in the world. And some people really battle with that because they have to go back and forth and try and figure out who they are. Some people make poor decisions in their lives, especially early on, because they're afraid of not knowing who they are. And by linking themselves with somebody, whether they're good or bad, it, it identifies them and they feel they have significance. Some individuals choose to have children, so they have significance. And then they have an identity. Now I am a, a mother, a father. So truly identifying who we see ourselves as is critical. Because the key is if we don't at least have some level of self-identity, it leads to chaos in our mind. You see it in schools. It's not because schools are bad places and kids are horrible. But you see it in schools because kids want to belong to something. Some are in drama, some are in bands, some are in sports, some are in, uh, they like to hang out in the library. Some of them like to get, be gamers. Some of them like to party. But the root is all the same. Everybody needs to have an identity so they know who they are. So that they have a hat to hang on the wall that says, this is who I am. And sometimes we choose to make poor decisions because at least we have an identity. Nobody, nobody wants to be ignored, forgotten, insignificant. So sometimes you seek, especially children, that will have a sibling that is a straight-A student and never makes a mistake and is great because that's the identity of that child, is to excel. So you'll have another child that will try to excel as well and they slowly realize they can't live up to the expectation of the older sibling. So what do they do? They won't be ignored. Their identity becomes rebellion. And it really comes down to because they want to have significance. And the significance is, is that I won't be ignored. My parents will pay attention to me. Solely because if I'm not getting praise for being a straight-A student, making all these good decisions, I'll get at least acknowledgement that you see me by doing poor choices. So the key, though, is that that identity is necessary. It influences who we are, but more so, our external influences affect our identity. Who our friends are, 
who our co-workers are, who we chose to marry, will affect your identity. So that identity can still change. And you see it because in high school to college, individuals go to college and they start over. So I'll give you an example. When I graduated high school, I had lived in the same town my whole life and I went to uh, all from, from elementary school on with the majority of the people. So they all knew me. And through the process of junior high, elementary school, and then even high school, you develop an identity and that's who, who people see you are. They've known you for forever. Parents, friends, teachers, others, they, that they ascribe an identity to you. And I'll never forget when I went to college. I, I moved all the way to Oklahoma, right out of high school. I was only 17 years old, graduated at 17. My first day of college, I turned 18. And it was weird because I'm down in Oklahoma and I don't know a soul. I don't know a single person there. And I slowly realized that my identity can be what I choose it to be. If I want to be a bookworm, I can be a bookworm. If I want to be a partier, I can be a partier. If I want to just focus on athletics, I can do that. If I want to be whatever, people don't know me from Adam. They don't know my background. And you don't have the conflict of somebody saying, who are you trying to be? Because again, when you're in your teens, you're worried about what people think of you. But the point that I'm making is not, um, you know, the confidence issue of, of choosing who you want to be and sticking with it or not. It's more about that external influences do affect our identity. And that, that who you see yourself as has the possibility to change, especially with time and age. So as we go along, we're going to start digging into some constructive tips on how to help with that inner debate on your identity. So let's dig even deeper and think about what, why does it matter to even have aspirations in changing your identity? And part of that is, is because as we evolve and let's say we maybe went to high school or we got married or we start a job, you have to start advancing forward if you want to find success in any of those, those areas whether it's your, mar your marriage, whether it's your job, whether it's starting a business, whether it's coaching, whatever. If you have aspirations to be great at that, not just do it, you have to determine some of what you aspire to be. If I want to be an excellent husband, I have to define that. If I want to be a great coach, I have to define that. And some of these things will come easier than others because you already have a, a basis of knowledge about them. But others, it's going to require digging and learning and growing and saying, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. And we do this all the time. Are you currently weighing more than you want to? Are you heavier than you want to? Are you skinnier than you want to? Do you have as much muscle mass as you want to? Do you see yourself as a person that's overweight? 
or a person that's in shape that just hasn't got back there yet. Hey, quick break from the show. I don't run any ads during these podcasts and I really don't have anything to sell you. My only hope is that you can use this knowledge to help improve your life. And the only ask that I have in return is that you help others find this podcast. And the best way to do that is to like, subscribe, rate, and review. It only takes a moment. You can do it right now while you're listening to the show, but this is the best way that I can help other people in their life and, and truly benefit in what we're providing. So it only takes a second, please do. And now let's get back to the show. So we do it constantly in our lives. Are you a person that cheats on your spouse? Are you an individual that pays attention and engages in your kids and wants to be in their lives or somebody that ignores them? We do this all the time. We set our own standards and our own aspirations of how we run our life. But all of this really matters. And the reason it matters is because we have to look at a lot of factors in our aspirations of who we are, who we see ourselves are. Are there certain societal expectations that are placed on us? Are there certain practicality issues with our identity? Do we have difficulty actually being able to obtain some of the aspirations we have in our identity because of external constraints? I'll give you an example. I want to be a professional baseball player. I went to Oklahoma to play baseball. My identity was I like sports and I really like baseball and I was good. I got a scholarship down in Oklahoma. I was a catcher. I w my identity was a catcher. And I want to play professional baseball. And there was one moment while I was playing baseball that shook the foundation of who my identity was and it created a dramatic shift. And I blame it all on Derek Lee. <laughs> Derek Lee was at the time a rookie for the Marlins. And he was in the off season and he came to our team's facilities to work out in the off season because his girlfriend lived in the same town. So he just asked the college coach if he could come in and hit. And the coach told us that he's going to be coming in and he's going to be working out after practice. Just give him a heads up. And I thought the name Derek Lee. I've never even heard of him. Hmm, I wonder if he's any good. I wonder how I'll stack up against him. And he walked through the door and he's a 6'7", African-American with muscles. And he's long. Long arms, long legs. And I was like, wow, he's built different. And he got into the cage and they started throwing him batting practice and he started hitting the ball. And if you closed your eyes, you could hear him hit and the way the ball came off the bat made a completely different sound. It was different. I mean, it is just without even watching him swing, you could tell there's something different. And at that moment, I turned to my buddy and I said, well, it's time for me to start working on focusing on academics. <laughs> And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I haven't even heard of this guy. He's a rookie. And if he can hit the ball this hard and he's this big and strong, there's zero chance for me to get to the Major League Baseballs, Baseball League. So at that moment, it dramatically shifted my own aspirations and my identity. 
I still saw myself as a baseball player, but just not a major league baseball player. Now that's good and bad. I mean, that external influence to me uh, changed my thought pattern. And I looked at the cost benefit ratio and it didn't add up for me to continue to pursue it. But if I had a different internal dialogue that killed that internal critic, I'd say, hey, there's enough room in Major League Baseball for Derek Lee and me. And I'm going to keep working, working, working and see what happens. I chose not to do that. But that was the internal critic at play. So overall, um, the biggest thing that I have to have to say as far as the internal critic and the best advice that I can give you at this point is that you have to create arguments against yourself on who you are and who you want to be. Again, yourself is the hardest critic. So you have to create arguments against yourself on who you are and you want to be. So for example, in your mind, your governor will tell you all the things you're not. And you almost have to fake yourself out. And you have to almost be delusional to your own head to constantly tell yourself, I am a good husband. I am a good father. I am a good boss. I am a good coach. I am a good husband, father, uncle, whatever. Whatever that you identify as important in your life. And it's not that you have to um, fake yourself out. But if you're constantly in your brain, listen to your internal critic judging every movement that you've done and say, oh, well, you didn't get your wife flowers tonight. You're a bad husband. Or uh, you didn't play catch with your son tonight. You're a bad dad. Or you got fired from coaching. You're a bad coach. Or an employee left your company. You're a bad boss. If you listen to that internal voice constantly, yeah, yeah, it's going to win. And it's going to constantly beat you down to the point where you're going, I'm worthless. My identity is a loser. I can't win at anything. I'm bad at everything. I'm, I, I'm never going to be a good father you know, husband, coach, boss, I'm never, I could never make it. And it leads down a spiral of apathy where you don't want to try anything and you don't want to do anything and you don't want to stick yourself out there because you're afraid of failure because in your mind, you're already a failure. So you have to create arguments against yourself. That is the best recipe to get it, to, to tamp down the internal critic. You have to make so many arguments against your own self so that your own brain will have to deny the fact that you're not. I'm a good husband because I openly communicate with my wife and I take what she deems is important, whether I like it or not, I consider it and I actively pursue that to help make her life better. I spend time with my kids and I listen to them. I don't demand things out of them and only use them in my life. No, I listen to them and I want them to be a part of our life. I want to see them grow as flourishing adults and actually have a great relationship with them when they get older. And part of that is means that I have to be a disciplinarian, but firm, but empathetic. 
I have to create structure. As far as a boss, I have to understand that people will leave. Even if you create the greatest environment in the world, which we try to do, people still will leave because opportunity, because the people we hire are smart, intelligent, hardworking, and will have tons of opportunity. As a coach, the influence that you make on people's lives matter. And the amount of lives that you touched over and over and over that have helped them grow into mature, functioning adults, and they call you and come back to you and tell you thank you and show up for your current games, and they come and tell their kids about you, is undeniable proof that yes, you're a good coach, despite downsides. So the key is you have to constantly tell yourself why there's undeniable proof as an argument against yourself, and you stick to that. And on top of it, maybe you haven't accomplished it yet. Maybe you haven't made it yet. Maybe you don't have undeniable proof. And I'll go back to being overweight. You can still see yourself in your brain as having six-pack abs, a glowing chest, and killer quads. And be 40 pounds overweight. It's not delusion. You're a fit athletic person that just hasn't got back to that spot yet. That's fine because you see yourself there. So you're constantly aspiring to be there. You're not beating yourself up because you're not constantly with six pack abs, a rippling chest and killer quads. You just acknowledge that you're not there yet, but that internal voice matters. What you say to yourself, how do you see yourself? The way you carry yourself matters. Because if you constantly are aspiring to be that and you constantly tell yourself and create an argument against yourself on your identity, then you can continue to aspire to be those. Without it, the consequences dire. Anxiety, depression, frustration, poor relationships. It leads down an area that your self-identity is one of disappointment. I'm a loser. I can't be successful. I'm never good at anything. I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm insignificant. And as I circle back to the beginning of this podcast, YouTube video today, people don't want to be insignificant. So they bind them, they, uh, they bind themselves to others and, and identity groups. So you're going to do it anyways. So go and find an identity group that seeks the person you want to be seeks the person that you want to be and aspire to consistently do that. Visualize your, yourself as that person. Talk to yourself as that person. Start stacking up a level of undeniable proof that you will be that person or you are that person. Find that person you want to be. Great father, business person, uh, coach, husband. Find that person Learn their attributes and apply yourself to that consistently. It is unbelievable the amount of knowledge and education that you can get on just a podcast, a, a YouTube video at the tip of your fingers 24-7. Find who you want to be, learn and aspire and grow and then kill down that internal critic with undeniable proof. So overall team, as I wrap this up today, 
is that that internal critic we can't escape. It will be there, whether you want to call it the, the governor, if you want to call it uh, just your internal thoughts. What you say to yourself and the mantra that you give yourself and who you identify yourself as is essential. It's essential. Because if you're constantly having to fight against your own thoughts on who you are, it's hard to be productive in your life. The amount of energy you're using to fight against yourself will overwhelm you. Leaves nothing for anything else. So my advice, my, my biggest takeaway today, you have to create arguments against yourself, your internal critic, on who you are and one you want to be. It is your hardest critic, so go create a stack of undeniable proof of who you are or undeniable proof of who you want to be and start aspiring to do that. So overall team, I appreciate you listening today or watching if you're on YouTube. And I'll tell you what, continue to grow, continue to learn, take advantage of the breath that you have in your lungs and continue to aspire yourself on who you want to be and tamp down that internal critic. I know that you can do it. I know that you can continue to add layers to your life that add significance, that add um, value to other people and allows you to seek joy into your heart so you can live your best life. All right, team. Thanks for listening today. Appreciate being a part of this, coming coming on and uh, listen to the journey. Can't wait to see you next time and learn more about what's happening in our clinic or how we can help you get out of pain, improve your lives, improve your health, or your wellness overall.